So hi, I'm Holly. I'm Scarlett. And we've decided we're going to do some podcasts. Um, I think mainly because we've got a lot of stuff to say and 140 characters or whatever on Twitter isn't quite enough to say them. Everything we want to say. Definitely not. And we've been talking for ages about how our general conversations um, actually cover more ground when we're just chit-chatting amongst ourselves rather than when we go and do a presentation or when we're trying to explain something um, like in written. I think it's the fact that you feel that you have to be careful and you might not be able to say that. Well, actually, if we need to say it, we need to say it. Yeah, totally. So we're going to call our podcast uh, Get Gobby Talford uh, based on the fact that we're two Gobby women. (laughs) Um, Thank you. And... We've got a lot to say. We have got a lot to say. And our campaign that we started for the inquiry in Telford, we called that the Get Bobby campaign. And we've, we called it that because not enough people were talking about the things that need to be spoken about. And that is, I think, what we're hoping to cover in podcasts that we're going to make. Yeah, definitely. Um, different subject every week, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it depends on the situation. It depends what arises as to what we'll talk about. So today, we're going to start with a biggie, and it's something that bothers us both. Um, I think that needs to be talking about... For different reasons, yes. Yeah, grooming gangs, and what grooming means, and what a gang means, and how we feel about... The terminology, grooming gangs. So first of all, for me, grooming. Why are we using the word grooming? Because grooming, to me, gives the perception of... I'm looking after her, I'm taking care of her. I'm going to brush her hair. Oh, how sweet. Like it's a genuine love. It's a love. It's it's, it's just watered down. What are we saying? Being manipulated and readied and made prepared for rape and abuse because that's what it is. I ain't being groomed. I was never being groomed. Like preparation techniques. To be abused. Yeah, so, yeah, I understand what you mean. I think, for me, grooming gang, right, what, what I think and where the terminology comes from is the fact that grooming, it waters down abuse. People in society don't want to hear children are being raped. So we'll call it they're being groomed. And then society says, oh, that's not so bad, is it? Yeah, like m- made language suitable for everybody, everybody to, to accept. accept rather, yeah. Why should they accept it? Actually, we should be bloody screaming from the rooftops they're being raped. They're not being groomed. They're not being looked after. They're not having their hair brushed. Or even before they're being raped, in that, that space of time, before any sort of sexual assault happens, where stereotypically you'd hear people saying, I'm just being groomed because they're buying her food or new trainers or they've got her a new iPhone or whatever. Those, It's not grooming. It is, you're right, preparation. Preparation, manipulation. Yeah, I'm making them feel like they owe you one. Rather than grooming stipulates to me that it's a loving, a caring environment. And that, I think, is what they do it for, so that the shock factor's not there. So I personally, the grooming bit of it, I, I'll take it or leave it. I'm not overly fussed about that, but it's the gang's part of it that bothers me because when you think of a gang, so you watch a movie like, I don't know, something where they've got like mafia or whatever, and they're these... Men, really powerful big men in suits that are like running the town and they're like people you wouldn't want to mess with. They're 
you know, adults are scared of them. Everybody's scared of them. They're these big, really big balls people. And I don't think that's accurate. I really don't think that's accurate for the majority of people who have experienced CSE. So I've never met along my journey in terms of the smaller scale CSE abuse, like guys with guns and stuff. They'd be like people who want to be gangsters, mm -hmm. who, who pretend they've got, like, you know, guns and knives and they're these yeah. really high-profile people and they're going to come and hunt me down. And I know that if, when I was going through that abuse, like 15 years ago, if they had been referred to as a gang, I would have been even more afraid of them than I already was. Because but I also think the terminology of gang means there's loads. But actually, there's not it starts loads. off with one and then it'll move on. But actually... When I'm looking for something, I'm not looking for one person because they make that terminology makes you think that it's a gang. There's got to be loads of them. All at the same time. Yes. And yeah, that, that's really true as well because if you have uh, perpetrators that are loosely connected, so let's say they live in the same town or they're in the same street or they work at the same location, they might actually not converse with one another. And I know that that is something that is still classed as a gang. Like, yeah. That's not right. Like, just because... You know, you all shop in, in Tesco together. It doesn't mean that you're all part of the same crew, like you're all the same gang. I just think that there's each each perpetrator should be dealt with as exactly with, what with it the is. crimes they've committed yeah. rather than it being a group collective. Even more, you know, where like when you go go to the police and you talk about it, and then they start setting up a court case and it's like you versus these seven or eight blokes, let's say, as an example, and they're being classed as a gang. And all that does to me is makes me think I should I really should be afraid of them. Well shit, yeah. They've got each other's back and I'm just here on on my own. What do you think we should stay instead of grooming gangs? What would you say to a journalist who's gonna write a story tomorrow with fifteen Browns man's faces writing on there saying Oh, um, targeted white meat again, uh, grooming gang. What would you say? Well, do you know what it does to me straight away? My actual grooming began in the home, obviously. So if they want to call it grooming, that's where my manipulation into being raped for the rest of my, well, the rest of the majority of my life started. And he was a white man. Stop. Profiling. Profiling perpetrators, because actually... You're getting it wrong. You're totally getting it wrong. You're totally getting victims wrong because actually by profiling, you make me feel that my abuse in the house wasn't important because he wasn't a brown man. Yeah. How's that, how is that fair? It really, really... I really hate profiling. It upsets me. It upsets me so, to the point that I see other people who believe their abuse doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. It's totally discredited because they're, either, they're not white or they're not a girl. Like, yes, what message are we sending to boys who have been exploited or non-white? What about non-white boys? What message are we sending to them? So they're totally out of the picture. They have, they can't even say I've been, ex I've been exploited and abused because I'm white. Or they can't even say I've been exploited and abused because I'm female. They're like in a total, uh, another realm. Missed out completely. Yeah, yeah. it's that's really like, I don't know. I don't. What would I say to you? I mean, when I was working with Geraldine, I would say to her, "I don't want you to use the term 
grooming gang. I hate that term, grooming gang. And she understood, she listened to what I said and understood what I'd said. Then when that story broke in the paper about Talford and every other newspaper picked up on it, they, they all just used the term grooming gang. And and they used all the stereotypes as well, yeah, to be honest. Done, still and that made me, at that point in time, not want to speak anymore for a little while. Um, and, and it was the, the concern about discrediting or making other, not discrediting, that's the wrong word, like making other victims feel like their their abuse was invalid because it didn't it fit with what, yes. what was being portrayed yeah. in the media. And then that led back to me as if I had said it and they're not things that I would ever have said. I think that there's a lot to be said for the way people report, journalists, etc. Even recently, a story that went out there for me where um, somebody had reported uh, about a 30-plus-year-old man in a relationship who's gone to prison because he was in a relationship with a 15-year-old girl. How is that a relationship? What the hell? Oh, what, what, what's going on? No. A 30-year-old man raped and abused a child. Simple. It's not hard to write down, and I can't understand why journalists don't get it. I, uh, I think small, low-level journalists... Like, That's the issue. With no... No, no, like real experience of breaking big stories or stories about sexual violence. Understand the impact of what they write, but I don't think that they are. That it's like a victim's voice doesn't count. It's like it doesn't matter that that girl was a victim. Let's write it as a relationship. It's stupid, absolute stupidity, and I can't understand how anybody can be in a position to write a report like that. Put relationship. What do you think it should have said? What do I think it yeah. said? An adult, a thirty-year-old adult, has been sent to prison for raping a child. What Simple. about when it says things on like a news headline where it's like um, football star earns five hundred thousand pound a year found um, with I don't know using just a general whatever comes mm -hmm. into my head fifteen-year-old um, um, alcoholic. That's oh, like oh, a far yeah, out there. Yeah. But it's like they promote how good... How good that person is. How much they do? Because that's yeah, wonderful. That's, and that's and their values based on. Because she's an alcoholic. Yeah, so her... She's not an alcoholic. She's, yeah. on, she's a child. And that... We see so many just... And I, obviously, I've made that headline up and just used it as whatever. But yeah, there's so many outrageous things put out there by the media like but it's like um they will print things that they read in the court transcripts and i know this through personal experience years ago when um i was 15 completely got beat up trying to you know everything that came out afterwards proves exactly what i said in the first place but it was by a girl who went to court and said she beat me up it was a woman by the way so, so she was like mid-20s and i was 15 um and she said that i was having an affair with her boyfriend. I clearly wasn't having an affair with her boyfriend. She was beating me up. She'd been paid to do it to try and get rid of the baby that I was carrying. But the newspaper reported, I was horrified. The newspaper reported. How old are you then? I was 15. So if you were 15 and she's in her 20s and she's saying that you're having a relationship with her boyfriend, surely an affair, that should have, a relationship. All right, an affair. affair. That should have flagged up an issue then. If you're 15, either she's in the wrong and having a relationship with someone who's a child or vice versa, do you know what I mean? Somebody who's very young or, she, or you're having an affair with somebody who's much older than you. But it didn't. The local newspaper printed that this happened and you because I, I was um, having an affair with her partner. What 
what on earth? That wasn't the truth. Just because she'd said it in a court case doesn't make it the truth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. I totally... But then... I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think... The media are ever going to change their perception. We could sit here all day, I reckon, and, and go on about grooming gangs, and it makes us feel like shit, basically, when when they say that. I, I don't know. The term grooming for me as well makes me feel a bit stupid. This is the whole point. It waters it down. It belittles the experience. And I'm, I'm definitely not, and I know I'm not stupid, but they would rather, I think, to make it acceptable for them, think I'm stupid. Um, and so that they would believe that the general public are safe, like other children are safe, and it was just me being a stupid girl that led me yeah. to that situation. And that's what grooming says to me. But yeah, it's like you accepted those, didn't you? You knew what was going on. You accepted that phone, or actually, part of a grooming gang. In if you put my second experience, that's exactly what the term would have been. But. I never got groomed. I never got bought anything. If I didn't comply, I had a punch in the face. So that's actually... Yeah. Is that a grooming? There's a lot of violence involved. And I don't think violence ever really gets spoken about so much when it comes to CSC. People just see sexual... Abuse the, the, Not yeah. just, that's the wrong word, but they, they see sexual abuse of a child and then categorise it as that. that's what that is. And actually... When you sexually assault a child, there are a hundred other crimes, surely, that come hand Taking in hand crazy. with that, yeah. including extreme violence. Um, I mean, so many people expect when, when some an adult gets raped, for them to start screaming and shouting and kicking up. And the majority of the time, that doesn't happen. You just freeze. Well, of course. So as a child, you're in that same situation with... A non-mature brain, like you've your emotions, you, you're not in control of anything. So a child, and I was having this conversation with somebody else the other day, thinks if you're six, you think you can beat anyone off. You think, yeah, yeah, if, if your mom says to you, you can't go out in the street because if you get kidnapped, you know what you're going to do, and they'd say, I'll fight them, I'll kick them, and they think they're really hard. And actually, the the reality of it is, you can't do that. And even as an adult. You can't really do that because when you're in that situation, you're just totally numb over. There's, your brain's going either a thousand miles an hour or, or no miles or an not, hour. Yeah. And you just shut off. But if you've been manipulated prior to that, if somebody said, oh, you're really beautiful, you are, and you're having a shit time, let's, let's use your, like, your life as an yeah. example, and you've just grown up constantly with shit throughout your whole life and then a stranger comes over and they're like they're all right like then you've not seen them you've seen them around or and they're showing you interest and they say they're not giving you anything other than like physical they're not giving you anything yeah, yeah. like material but they're giving you that ego boost that you you really need that confidence boost you're going to lap that up and you're going to want yeah. more of it so grooming when we look at it, we say, oh, and, and this is typical. We've heard social workers say it over and over again. Well, they bought her an iPhone and they took her out to McDonald's and then they went and got a Domino's. Um, and then she, she turned up in a new tracksuit and some, you know, brand new trainers that are 140 mm -hmm. quid. And her parents don't know where she got the money from. And then we look at that and that's grooming. And the child who doesn't display any 
you know, gifts or anything that they've benefited physically from someone else. It's almost just cast away. Well, it's, yeah, because actually it's not part of a grooming gang. So what's doing that the little, Yeah, what's, what's that, that It's exactly the same thing, but nobody <laughs> wants to mention that, do they? Because actually that means you can't put that little bit of blame on the victim saying she accepted it. Do you... Hmm. How much do you think, like, if if you're being abused now, mm. like right now, exactly the same scenario, but it was today, do you think anything would have been different if the, if you'd been identified as a victim of grooming? Or how do you think you would have felt about that label? Let's say you were like, I don't know, 14 and... You were still in school and the teacher said, oh, I'm a bit concerned about this man. Um, I think you've been a victim of grooming. At 14, what would you think that is? I, I think I'd have just been like, Shut up. Mm -hmm. what do you know? Because actually, I like him and he likes me. Because at the point, that's what that's all you can think about. Um, I think... I, I, I don't... <laughs> If somebody said to me when I was 14, I mean, you're being groomed, I'd be like, what are you on about? What, what the hell? They you know, but yes. I wouldn't have even said it to them, though. I would have just been like, right, okay. And I wouldn't have understood what they were on about. And I would just run I mean. away and not really understood. I don't, so many professionals who do intervention or are brought in as non-specialists, like around the country, there's so many like local authorities that don't have a specialist team to deal with sort of exploitation or you know, sexual abuse of children, it's all just whacked under child protection. They don't have the language the to, to be able to discuss with the child yeah. what, what is actually wrong with the situation. They, they don't say things like there's a power imbalance or whatever. Well, when you're 14, you, you're thinking, what, what the Shut fuck? Like, what Shut are you on about? You so how would we get... You at fourteen start thinking like what what seed could they plant in your head for you to think mm, that ain't right really? I don't know. I think that for me, in my the issue that I had was obviously mine started at such a young age. I just thought that actually that's what I was there for, men to mm -hmm. abuse me to rape me that that's actually what women were put on the earth for because when it's kind of put into your brain from the age of eight that that is what happens to you as a female as a male too i suppose but in my case as a female it's it's one of those things that you can't to get away from that it, it took me many years to get my head straight and actually realize that that's actually not what I'm here for. And I sat in exactly the same situation as that. So it's something I don't really ever speak about. I spoke to you about it privately now, but from age four, I was exposed to pornography and it doesn't sound like a massive big deal, I don't think, when I talk about it, but it really affected me. And from age four, I would regularly, involuntary, see pornography all the time. Like, well, not all the time, but it would be, you know, um, yeah. once a week. Yeah. And that really, I, I came from a family that had a very strong feminist viewpoint. 
Um, and at four years old, I'm hearing how great the girls are. Girls are strong. Girls are clever. Girls are important. I'm being fed all of this information, which was really, and I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have that that drip feed coming in. And then I was also having all of this sexualized imagery on display. And I was in a real... Conflict. Uh, yeah, total conflict of, of thoughts and feelings mm. and beliefs and everything from age four all the way through until quite recently, actually. And I've, I've had that opinion of women are great, women are strong, women are brave, women are all this. But on the same same the flip side of that, the other thought process that goes through your mind is women are for sex. Mm. Women are to be used. Women are just, you know, piece of meat. Women are... We're just, yeah, like you said, we're just here for sex. Um, and yeah. how do you balance that as a child? How do you balance those two? The same with you. Not, but I never learned anything. Not. I never learned anything in school. There was never anything to say that this was wrong. Mm -hmm. There was never anything to say what a healthy relationship was. Where's the training? Where's the classes that teach pupils now of what a healthy relationship is? Yeah. Because I think that that is what's lacking everywhere. We focus how now on consent. Yeah, on consent. But how yeah. do you actually know? What's going on in your home or what's going on down the street is wrong. If that's what you're if, living with, if that's what you're getting. Yeah, and no one's telling you what it I mean, should or could be. I like. think it's like age five now. You get like the NSPCC pants dinosaur singing about his pants, and now it's private. But if you've already been sexually abused prior to five, then you're not going to consider that as anything because. Pants are just your pants. Your pants yeah. And the same as when you're when you're like eight or nine, that becomes irrelevant almost. It's like the education we I think we're giving younger kids needs to be not in fact. So I hate to think that kids were getting afraid of their parents or you know. No, of course, yeah. But we need we do need a different style, I think, of education for children. Around this, of course we do. Then surely that all comes back round as well, like language that we use. Now that's a whole different story about language. But then that's going back yeah. into like the the un you know the the when when people thought of grooming gangs, let's go back to that for a sec. That was just on a whim, and it would have been a tagline in a headline. Of somebody was, thought, yes. right, that's a good term. We're going to use that, and then actually. That's that tagline that somebody thought right, grooming gang, boom, and it's sold loads and loads of papers. So that's the generic language that's used all the time. But that's the label we've been slapped with on our back. And I'm not comfortable I'm with not being with that label. a victim I, of a grooming gang. No. I'm not even comfortable with being classed as CSE, if I'm honest. Though so we can start about CSE. Why is CSE still not a crime? Why is CSE in itself? Like a, a convictable not offense. Yeah. What? Well, if it's so big, and it is why so is big. there no law? Yeah, you're right. Why? Why haven't they made that an offense, like a standalone offense? Why is it was with his far well, it was far simpler in terms of court process for the victim. 
to go and get a traff to convict them of trafficking offences than it was to go for, you know, sexual activity with a child, rape of a minor, um, all of these other offences that are registered in law, then just to go, why not make you right a CSE yeah, CSE a crime? Why isn't it? But then I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't be happy with it being called child sexual exploitation because again, when it comes to sexual violence against child or a young adult there's so many things that i missed out and it's it the sexual assault obviously is bad really the worst experience mm -hmm. then don't discount the violence the coercive control the you know the just all of the other crimes that came with yeah. it like if we're going to make like legislation around CSE, it needs to be in like categories so let's say you've had cse um like you know um child abuse imagery yeah and they have like category a b c and whatever else. Severity, yeah. so if you've been a victim of child sexual exploitation and you've been trafficked this place that place you've been there's been this many perpetrators this kind of abuse um has happened Category A, category B, Violence. you know, slightly less or whatever, and and make it relevant. So if you're a CS, convicted of a, a crime of child sexual exploitation, category A, you get life in prison. Category B, and then it's like slightly lesser sentence. Category C, and then I don't ever want to see where it's has been given a suspended sentence of two years, but has already served 18 months in custody, so will now only do six months unlicensed and will be forced to sign a sex offenders register for 18 months. I think that's it's almost almost as bad as giving someone a fifteen year sentence and letting them out after seven and a half. Why not just give them the seven and a child? half years, or just give them fifteen years and make them serve fifteen years? That's, that's what I mean. But if they're going to let them out after seven and a half years, why tell everybody why like, oh, they've had fifteen years? Because why not say like... they're going to serve seven and a half years in prison, and now they serve seven and a half years in the community, signing the sex offenders register, or you know, with probation to license conditions? Make it very clear. Rather than Stop. if they're serving yeah. fifteen half years time. in prison, then they should serve their fifteen years in prison and like, then also yeah. do seven because and a half actually we, we don't get like half a sentence of our um, abuse that we it's the rest of the life that we have to live with it. So actually, why do they? Get I think we've gone off track here. Oh, that's normal for us, though, isn't it? Absolutely normal. <sighs> oh god! Right, I think we should stop there. Because I think we're going to end up going on a rant and a rant and a rant about absolutely everything or something or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's us. <laughs> oh, gosh. So if you enjoyed it, we'll do another one next week. Um, I don't even know what we're going to talk about next week. But whatever we start with, it won't be what we'll finish on. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you.